Welcome to The Bible Speaks with your teacher, Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly program designed to help you in your understanding of God's Word. And now, Audley McLean. Today we are hearing a lot of news about what's happening in Syria, the terrible carnage there. And I'm thinking about a man who ruled over Syria many, many, many hundreds of years ago. Uh, Syria is an old civilization, and uh, they were a powerful civilization uh, back in the 5th century B.C., and they'd gone down to the northern part of the land of Palestine, which it was known as in those days, became known as the northern part of the land of the people of God called Israel. The land of Jerusalem was the capital of the southern portion called Judah, and the northern portion called Israel. Well, this Syrian government, Syrian military, Syrian leadership, had gone down to the northern part of this chosen land and uh, subjugated the, the Israelites and continued to roll in their power. Syria was not as vicious and wild in its capture of its enemies as were some other uh, kingdoms and some of the enemies of Israel or enemies of any nation. But during the time of this reign of power in the land of Syria, there was a great captain, a great warrior, a great commander-in-chief of the uh, Syrian army, and his name was Naaman. And I want to read today about Naaman and a story from his life, and I trust it would be a blessing to you. Uh, it's a, a story of intrigue and divine movement and human weakness, and it comes to us from the second chapter a second book of Kings, chapter 5. Listen, please. Now Naaman, captain of the hosts of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, and he was a mighty man in valor, and he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus saith the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Israel said, Go to, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and looked, took with him, ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when his, this letter comes unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, 
that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man does send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel, the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come unto me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with him, with his horses, and with his chariot, and with his, and he stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he would have surely come out to me, and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, My master, my father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much more rather when he saith unto thee, Wash and be clean? Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again unto him like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God he had in his, com- in his company and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I'll receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. A dramatic story. And I know that there are those today who would ridicule that story and speak of it as just being a parable, or just being a record created for drama, or to illustrate a point. Well, there is historic evidence that this did take place. And the book of Kings is a book of history. It talks about the events surrounding the nation of Israel at that time. And my friend, I'm going to ask you today to exercise faith in the God who brings you the history of these people who live in the land of Israel. I realize that we're facing a terrible conflict today. It doesn't matter where you live or what your thoughts are. There is a tragic situation happening on the borders of Israel between the people on the other side and the people on the inside. And I know that there are those who want to take sides with one or the other and that there are people who believe we should take sides with Israel, God's chosen people. That notwithstanding, I believe we should pray for God's intervention because this warfare that we see just a little smattering of today is going to be more intense one of these days. What I want us to learn, however, from this story today is that God is still able to reach out and touch you where you are. Now, I want you to notice some of the things that took place in this story, that this man, Naaman, was a great man. 
It says that he was famed. He had a great credentials. He had a great resume. He was highly regarded by people around him for what he was. And the king himself saw in him somebody he wanted to have around. But there was a, a flaw. There was a sad, sad sickness. He had leprosy. And I want to just use that story to illustrate the possibility that you today are well prepared for. You might be handsome and you might be beautiful and you might be rich and you might be powerful, but there is in each of us the spiritual counterpart of the disease called leprosy and it's a disease called sin. The Bible in those days used leprosy as a picture of the condition of the heart of man. And so Naaman represented you and Naaman represented me. Undone. But Naaman was a good man. He was a great man. In fact, his name Naaman comes from a word which means beautiful. So I'm going to suppose that Naaman was born as a beautiful child, a handsome young man, and a brilliant man. He had it all going for him. He had the world on a string. He was probably thinking, I've got the world on a string sitting on a rainbow. Well, so did Naaman. He knew he had it going for him. But he couldn't lick this one terrible, serious disease that had attacked his body. And the king couldn't help him. The people around him couldn't help him. It wasn't a case of needing resources to find the best doctors in the land. I'm sure that they were called in by the king, but nobody could help him. There was no known cure for leprosy in those days. And so, when this little girl in the court said, kind of offhanded to somebody, if this man were with the prophet in Israel, he would recover him of his leprosy. He could heal him. I think there's a story right there. Let's just take a look at this little girl. She was a captive in a foreign land, but inculcated into her mind was a certainty of the power of the God of Israel. She had seen some things. She had heard some things. She had learned some things. And even though she was captive in the land of Syria, she was willing to share her testimony. May I ask you, what would your position be? Would it be one of fear or one of anger, perhaps? He deserves this. I won't even tell him about the prophets. Or would it be one of fear? If I talk about my land and the God of my homeland, it may be that I'll get into trouble. Maybe they'll punish me. But she simply didn't have any fear. May I encourage you to believe that when God puts you into certain tight circumstances, he may have a real reason for that, and your life can be a blessing. It must be that this little girl was taken seriously because her character was worth watching, her life was worth watching, the people around her saw her as being something different from the average girl or the average teenager, however she was, old she was. My friend, your testimony can mean a great deal to somebody in spiritual need. But whatever happened, the story got to the king, got all the way up to the king. And the king said, okay, I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. I'll send you and I'll send horses and I'll send chariots. I mean, I'll send whatever they need, whatever they want rather. 
And so Naaman was packed up. But he was packed up with the wrong merchandise. It says in verse 6 that he went with all these things. Let me read it for you. Because he thought this was what it would take to heal him. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter comes to thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest restore him of his leprosy. In verse 5 it says that the things that the king sent were ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. In other words, he sent wealth. He sent what he thought would do the trick. And there are people today who believe that what they have and what they have acquired is all they need to make it in. Well, when he went to the king, the king was angry because he had no power that he could do it. It took the man of God who heard about this and said to the king, you don't have to get angry. Send him to me. Next week, we'll pick this up at the same place we're leaving off today. And we'll talk about what happened in Naaman's life as a result of this little girl's testimony. The end of the story is that he was healed. Let's talk about that next week and see how God creates a miracle and how God performs healing. He wants to do something great in your life today. May God the Holy Spirit give you the desire to reach after him in faith. In faith, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God bless you and make you come in Jesus' name. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.